Please lower your head and watch your step while boarding. Welcome to the Attractions Podcast. You are all clear for dispatch. Have fun. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 169 of the Attractions Podcast, sponsored by MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. I'm Seth. And I'm Carly. And we are here again to talk to you about the latest and greatest in theme park news and more, as well as what's going on in our own lives. And we have both had a heck of a week. Uh, We both got to sail on uh, inaugural media preview sailings of the Wonder of the Seas, the newest and biggest ship from Royal Caribbean uh, going out of Port Canaveral. Uh, we were not together. We literally passed like ships in the night. Did. Uh, just as I got off from my two night trip, she was getting on. Um, so we are here to compare notes. Um, Carly, how was your experience on the Wonder of the Seas? I had a wonderful time. It is very big. That was one of the first takeaways. It's overwhelming. So- but huge the, the so, world's so, so largest big. world's largest passenger cruise ship for now until icon of the seas until until icon. um i have to say one of my biggest takeaways is pretty funny but their all-day buffet place windjammer was some of the best food I've ever had. And I'm sure you feel the same way. I am I'm not generally uh on cruise ships a buffet person. Even before COVID, I was a little skeevy about buffets. Um, but I do also write the unofficial guide to Las Vegas. So uh I'm a big fan of the kind of super high-end buffets that they have out there. And I would say this is up there with some of the buffets, best buffets that you would find on the strip. I you know. I remember the first time I walked on a Disney cruise ship and they had that embarkation day buffet lunch that had uh, crab legs on it. I was like, oh, my God, crab legs on the buffet. When I walked into the Windjammer and I saw lobster tails as far as the eye could see, I was like, I've come home. Um, There was legit seafood towers. And we're not talking like, oh, little baby party shrimp. These were full size, colossal shrimp. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, full size split lobster tails. You want them hot, you want them cold, you yes. want ceviche, you want sashimi. What, what I mean, it was uh, and plus everything else you can imagine. So, huge thumbs up, uh, for, for their buffet and right. amazing variety of food on offer. Uh, I had one experience in the main dining room that was, yeah, uh, but their specialty dining. Um, normally when I'm already paid for a cruise, I'm like, why am I paying more for food? the the specialty dining i had was worth paying more for um, absolutely i i went down the rabbit hole to wonderland which is one of their specialty dining experiences there's a map hatter going all around interacting with guests yeah. the food was great i had one of my favorites was this um it was like a waffle cone with lump crab meat and an mm. avocado mousse on it and it was i could have eaten just the cones the entire time and the service was wonderful you really, yeah. they really took good care of you yeah, that that was the one where uh, to find out what you were eating, you had to paint a menu with a paintbrush, yes. and the the menu would magically appear, and ever you know people serving you in costume and elaborate plating. Uh, I got to eat in one fifty Park Central, which uh, one of the things I liked about the ship is even though it is massive, they kind of break it up into different sections that feel a little more intimate. So there, our favorite area was the Central Park area, um, which had actual growing trees. 
and uh, you know, little places to sit. And they had a gorgeous uh, continental restaurant, one of the best lobster thermidors that I've ever had, mm -hmm. and impeccable service. Um, so yes, uh, we definitely did not go hungry. Um, did you get to try the mason jar at all? I did. I went there to try their cocktails and mm. I had a peanut butter old fashioned, two of them actually. It was amazing. On a skewer was a little mini PB&J. And then I was talking to the bartender and he's like, have you had our mint julep? I said, no, this mm. is my first time on board. He said, we do a legit mint julep. Yep. It was amazing. Yeah. I, I went there. They have a bar there. So if you don't sign up for specialty dining there or camp, which it's one of the hardest to get into because it's, you know, they're putting a lot of effort into yeah. it. Just go to the bar. They have snacks too. Yeah. Yeah. You can do late night uh, snacks. They've got deviled eggs and I had a great Kentucky mule. Um, yeah. I talked to the food and the beverage uh, directors there. And uh, if, uh, if you're a fan of Orlando barbecue, you know, you know, four rivers, um, John rivers, uh, who's the king of barbecue in Orlando uh, is a friend of the, guy who's in charge of the barbecue there and consulted. Uh, so the ribs, fantastic. Uh, everything there was great. Um, I was personally uh, most impressed by the entertainment. Uh, they have, I got to talk to, with uh, Nick Weir, who's the head of all entertainment for Royal Caribbean. And they have more performers, singers, comedians under them than any other entertainment corporation more more than all the disney parks put together more than all the universal parks put together royal caribbean uh around the world and i i'd say like the aqua show did you get a chance to see the aqua I show did pop in. i tried to pop into each of them just to see a little bit of it we we actually uh saw the aqua show and the dance show twice uh uh because they were so good uh and we saw the uh the superhero show once uh which just had amazing technology mm -hmm. um i you know drones flying right over your head right and it's uh, the entertainment is everywhere you know when you're walking in the royal promenade next level up there's like a big band i went into a latin bar they had a full latin band and this is all happening at the same time so it is very alive and just i love to see live entertainment i don't want to just sit at a bar i want to be dazzled the big yeah the big spectacles uh those were incredible but my favorite moment was when we were uh walked into an elevator and there's a guy playing a piano there's like yes. this steampunk stowaway dude play like crazy piano playing and we missed our floor we just sat there in the elevator oh, like cool. like where are we going was, we have no idea we're just here listening to you right now um yeah uh I, we really I mean, the, the real the, the big problem I had was that two days was not nearly enough to scratch the surface. Um, There's so right. many things that uh, we, we never got to touch. Um, so uh, and I, I, I do have to say, in all fairness, uh, we were hosted. We were uh, invited on very generously, but uh, we only had about thirty two hundred guests. I don't know how about how many you had on your sailing. I think even uh, less than that yeah. on a ship that's designed to hold seven thousand. Um, so. Uh, I think the experience we had, uh, just the impeccable service and, and not being crowded, uh, might not be the same if you were there once it is full up. So Yes, but I will say, I have never seen a ship with that many pools and lounge chairs. We, we never... Areas. I uh, was like, wow. The last day, I finally discovered this whole outdoor promenade deck that i didn't know existed as we were just about to disembark i'm sure there are, there are plenty of things i didn't see and yeah we we 
absolutely never felt like crowded or like we couldn't find a seat for anything. Right. I was super so. impressed because I mean, just going on other cruise lines and it's the pools are like waiting pools. You know, these were like big pools. There was hot tubs. There was a solarium for mm -hmm. adults only. I just solarium was great. So many, so many pools to swim in. And we have to talk about the abyss. The crazy drive uh, <laughs> that we went on. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know what? I I I think um, it was a little bit more, to be honest, hype than uh, actual reality. Mm -hmm. I had fun, but for me, it was one and done. It's got some pretty colored lights as you go around, but it's it's kind of like NASCAR. You're just turning a circle in the same direction. It was so quick. I was it, yeah. <laughs> uh, I I'm glad I'm glad I didn't wait very very long for it. There's also a very brief uh, zip line. Uh, they're the kind of things that like if you've never done something like this, uh, and you know you're not being charged extra, uh, go for it. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, there, there's there was just so much that uh, we never got to um, and more stuff coming soon. Apparently they're still working on an escape room and uh, there was a children's blacklight puppet show. I really wanted to see that uh, wasn't quite ready um, there. We got a, a little snippet of a pentatonic style uh, acapella show called voices. That's coming. I mean, just so much, so much stuff. Uh, I think seven days uh, and you could still not have, seen and done everything there right sure. and then i also i love the rooms i it was one of the most spacious mm. cruise ship rooms i think i've ever been in uh our balcony was... our balcony room was very nice uh right. the balcony had more depth to it uh yes, you could stretch yes. your legs out um and there was you know a, a big couch that folded out with uh, plenty of room um yeah we we didn't we didn't feel cramped the only uh the only thing is uh, on Disney, they split the bathrooms into yep. a shower and, and a toilet so two different people can use them at the same time. And I, I love that design. I love that, that too, yeah. <laughs> um, but if, I, if you need more room, they've got some suites. Uh, got to check out the Ultimate Family Suite, which is Ooh, two levels. Slide? Has a slide <laughs> in it to get from top to bottom and has a jacuzzi and a play structure, climbing structure out on the balcony. So, uh, yeah, if you, and even a dining room table, that's like a giant iPad that you can play touch games on. Uh, so yeah, if you've got a, a big family and uh, a big, uh, wallet, <laughs> go check that one out. Oh yeah. No, it was great. Uh, we went to Coco K too, which is their private Island. Yes. And I was really excited. The only thing I wanted to do there was go on the world, the North America's tallest water slide, which is called Daredevil's Peak. Daredevil's Peak. In their water park there, you go up this huge tower. I mean, like, how many flights of stairs were there? It felt higher than Volcano it, Bay. <laughs> uh, I Well, so Volcano Bay kind of uh, has stairs that go up and down and up and down a little bit uh, as because, you know, to navigate the scenery. So I feel like Volcano Bay might have been more total steps. But I think this, yeah, this was this was higher. <laughs> And uh, it wasn't as intimidating, wasn't as intimidating as the big slide at Volcano Bay because it wasn't just straight down. Um, it wasn't one yeah. of those drop capsules. You got to sit and push yourself off. Um, and uh, it was fast. I mean, you really built up some speed. Uh, oh, but it yeah. wasn't well, halfway through. You really like. Oh, oh yeah. But I didn't feel like you know, like those big slides at Volcano Bay. Like I feel like I'm just getting. Uh, you know, uh, a neti pot straight up my sinuses and I can't, I can't see, I can't breathe this. At least I could kind of hold my head up a little and uh, it, it was, it was fun, but it wasn't painful.
Yes. Agreed. I, I loved it. If we yeah. didn't have to walk up so many steps, I probably would have went on it again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, they need, they need an elevator. Yes. Um, <laughs> Well, I'm I'm so glad uh, that we both uh, had uh, good times. Thank you again to uh, Royal Caribbean, and uh, I'll have more coverage of that in the uh, Orlando Weekly coming up uh, at the end of the year. Nice. Um, and then I have to mention, I went to Monsieur Paul last week before I got on the cruise. I don't know if I even told you I was going. No. Uh, my friend was able to get a last minute reservation. Oh my uh, god, it was phenomenal. Best meal I had all year. Loved it more than Victoria and Albert's. Uh, really? That yeah. I mean, that is a bold statement. I, I think Victoria and Albert's for me was uh, was amazing, but it was almost too much. Um, that like, it was so overwhelming. Uh, uh, what was your highlight at uh, at Monsieur Paul's? Oh God! Well, first off, I like it's 195 per person, which obviously that's, is that's a shock. But that's a lot more. Affordable. Okay. I, I could do that before I could uh, go back to yeah. Victoria and Albert. But it includes, there's two full entree courses, one fish, one steak. And these aren't samples. These are full entree courses. Mm -hmm. My uh, favorite was the fish with the potato scales, which oh, made yes, yes. Really famous with this like thyme sauce. You also get multiple full drinks during it. Ooh. So that is another thing to consider. Like there was pear brandy at one point. Oh, welcome full glass of champagne. So when you factor in those things, it was worth it. Like for sure, compared to what you spend at other Disney restaurants, you know, a steak alone at Jico could be 70 bucks. Absolutely. Yeah. You know? so this no, was, that, I mean, it was excellent. My friend got started with the escargot. She said it was the best escargot she'd ever had. It was wonderful. Hard to get a reservation if you can. All right. Yeah. Well, my wife is at work right now. Hopefully she's not listening to this and wondering why I didn't make a reservation at Monsieur Paul's instead of just uh, having a picnic out on the lawn. Well, it's, it's closed on Monday, so you can't, <laughs> couldn't go anyway. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Good excuse. <laughs> All right. Well, before you make me any more jealous, <laughs> I think we should uh, simply without any further ado, get into the news in the queue. First up, Disneyland After Dark is returning with Sweethearts Night and Princess Night in 2023. A returning favorite and a whole new event coming up soon. Yeah, so Sweetheart Night, if you're not familiar, takes place on seven date nights, what they're calling. And this is just like a classic Disney After Dark event. There's specialty themed fireworks, shows, meet and greets. Of course, there's like really cool... Uh, character costumes on them that they wear, uh, themed food and beverage. It's just, it's really fun. And I think if you're going to do one of the after hours events, this is one of the more unique ones. Yeah. Um, these are kicking off on January 31st and taking place on select nights in the first half of February, uh, including uh, February 14th and 16th, uh, right in time for Valentine's Day. Um, and uh, some of the highlights are going to be a royal ball with Aladdin and Jasmine mm -hmm. over It's a Small World. Uh, you can take a moonlit cruise on the Mark Twain Riverboat with a jazz ensemble. Um, I'd probably be hanging out in the Tropical Hideaway with the Polynesian yes. Trio. 
Um, there are, of course, going to be themed menu items with people lining up to uh, buy specialty cupcakes and also lining up for the photo ops with Disney couples. Um, uh, so you can recreate scenes from Lady and the Tramp or The Little Mermaid. Yes. And then what we're probably going to be very popular are these new princess nights. Mm -hmm. So this is where guests can experience a royal welcome, a musical concert series, specialty food items, themed photo backdrops. And this is only happening two nights, which I'm a little surprised by. It's surprised. And personally, I'm terrified. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, I don't know if folks might remember years ago, they used to have pirates and princess nights uh, at the Magic Kingdom in Disney World. Uh, so I guess the pirates are no longer cool. I don't know. <laughs> until the next uh, Pirates of the Caribbean movie comes out. Uh, but princesses, um, they will be doing a royal welcome at the Disneyland train station. Uh, and Minnie Mouse and Daisy Duck will be dressed up in their princess outfits. Uh, there's going to be a concert with live vocalists um, featuring uh, Moana, Merida, and other heroines. Um, there's going to be a candy dance party with Vanellope Von Schweetz over in Tomorrowland. Uh, Always jazz music in New Orleans um, and food and photo backdrops. Um, these uh, these start at 9 p.m. and they go to 1 a.m. Um, and you get a three-hour mix-in uh, in Disneyland Park starting at 6 p.m. on the event nights. And that's what terrifies me because uh, my Disneyland annual pass expires on March 9th. No. And um, Toontown reopens on March 8th. Yep. And I was hoping to uh, be there um, <laughs> during this period uh, and, and take advantage of that. And if it wasn't going to be bad enough with a major land reopening, um, this event is going to make crowd control at the resort an absolute nightmare on those few days. Yeah, these are a little shocking because we know all the magic key holders are going to descend on the park. It's also spring break time, so it is a very interesting time frame. <laughs> yeah, uh, this, this brace yourself, folks. Uh, so, all right, if you're interested in this, um, the, uh, the tickets, you're going to have to get these online. Uh, they're going to sell out instantly. Um, uh, they actually went on sale uh, for uh, annual key holders uh, as we're talking December 12th, 9 a.m. Pacific time. Um, so uh, you should be uh, trying to log on any second now. Yes. Um, and if you're part of the general public, um, uh, you know, may the odds be in your favor on December 14th, starting at 9 a.m. Pacific. Um, these things are hot and they they go they go fast. Um, you can have a maximum purchase of eight tickets per event date. There are no discounts. Sorry. Uh, they are non-refundable. You can't sell them. You can't transfer them. You can't scalp them. Uh, and <laughs> they are still uh, they're enforcing their special event costume guidelines. So you can do more, a little more than just uh, the standard Disney bounding, uh, but no masks, um, you know, no, um, you know, taking pictures with other people to make them think you're an authorized cast member. Uh, make sure if, if you're into dressing up for these, that you read the guidelines on Disney's website before you buy your ticket. Yes. And those are, that's one of my favorite parts of Disneyland after hours events because people go all out. So I bet there's going to be some good princess. Yeah. yeah. It's great people watching. Absolutely. Um, so head on over to Disneyland.com and look under events and tours for after dark.
Next up, D23 member events are going to be celebrating Disney's 100th anniversary throughout 2023. Uh, and they're kicking off with a preview of the Disney 100 exhibition. Uh, and uh, I am looking forward to Destination D23 returning to Walt Disney World. Yes, same. So it's exciting as we're slowly getting more details. Disney 100 kicks off next month already, and they've really only released information about what's happening at Disneyland. So we're slowly starting to get more information. Yeah. Um, as you know, D23 uh, is a reference to the year that the Disney Corporation was founded in 1923. So it uh, lines up perfectly with uh, the celebrations that are kicking off. Uh, February of 2023 uh, is going to be the premiere of the Disney 100 exhibition, uh, which is starting out its worldwide tour at the Franklin Institute in Philadelphia on February 18th. Um, and if you're a D23 member, you can be among the first people to see that. Uh, they're also going to be holding a uh, an invitation event on the Walt Disney Studios lot in Burbank. Uh, and that is one that I wish I would get invited to. Right. <laughs> yes. And I mean, this exhibit looks just, they revealed a lot of it at D23. It's like hard to even call it an exhibit. It's more like an immersive experience. And if you love Disney mm -hmm. and history, it looks like next level. Um, something else uh, that is really important historically is Walt's Marceline. Uh, that's June of 2023. Um you know, uh, we all know that Marceline, Missouri was uh, one of Malt's major inspirations for creating Main Street USA. And D23 members are going to be able to actually visit uh, Walt Disney's hometown uh, during a special D23 event. Uh, details of that uh, so far are pretty thin, but mark your calendar for June. Yes, that's really cool. And of course, the biggest event is D23, mm -hmm. uh, which took place this last September in Anaheim. And now for 100 years, it will be at Walt Disney World. Yes. Destination D23, September 8th through 10th. Um, I, again, uh, details are thin, but uh, this is going to be the place to hear uh, brand new breaking news, exciting announcements, get some sneak peeks. Um, and also uh, hear some behind-the-scenes stories. Um, I am just hoping that by the time that rolls around, I will finally get that Amazon Alexa that I was <laughs> promised by Josh way back at D23 in 2021. It could happen. It's on, it's on the way. It could happen. <laughs> and then, of course, next year, there's also other milestone anniversaries. A lot of them are tied to, you know, beloved Disney films. Finding Nemo will celebrate the 20th anniversary. Mulan will be its 25th anniversary. And the 35th oh. anniversary of Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I cannot believe that's 35 years old. Uh. <laughs> Well, uh, they are also going to be celebrating the 30th anniversary of Hocus Pocus and Nightmare Before Christmas uh, and the 25th anniversary of the Disney Channel original movie, Halloween Town. Um, and, uh, you know, to, to wrap up the year, uh, they are also going to be holding official tours of the Walt Disney Studios lot. Um, that, that's a rare uh, chance to peek inside the archives and even see Walt Disney's personal office suite. 
Um, and they're also going to be holding uh, D23 nights with Disney Theatrical. Um, there's the North American tour of Lion King and Frozen. Um, and uh, one that I am excited about, uh, they are having exclusive experience with the cast of the opening of Disney's Hercules at the Paper Mill Playhouse in New Jersey. Uh, that was the, the first theater that uh, I saw big Broadway-style shows at growing up. Yes. And it's it's the birthplace of Newsies. So hopefully uh, this production of Hercules will be as successful as Newsies has been. Oh, yes. All the Broadway tryouts are there. <laughs> yep. uh, and then, of course, there'll be uh, signature events for D23 members. So this includes previewing the Walt Disney Archives traveling exhibits, which are really cool. They're like little mm -hmm. mini exhibits. Love going to those. Um, yep. All throughout the year, uh, D23 Gold members uh, get invited to these uh, previews and other special opportunities. Um, if you go to d23.com slash events, uh, you will see more details as they are released. Uh, pricing for uh, the gold membership uh, is starts at $99 a year. Uh, and then they also have duo memberships. Uh, you can join a complimentary uh, membership for free, uh, but you're not able to access all the goodies. No, you don't get the best price sets that they send in the mail. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, I, I still have uh, plenty of collectibles uh, that I've gotten. From good stuff. Being a I love it. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, next up, uh, this is one that I squeezed into our news list uh, because I've become a fan of MSC Cruises in the last uh, year or so. And they have launched uh, the newest ship of their fleet, the MSC Seascape. Um, just arrived uh, in New York for its christening, and one of the passengers on board was Robotron, the first ever customizable onboard interactive robotic thrill ride. This is, looks very scary if you were watching this. It, it's overwhelming. This thing could go across the ocean. You're just hanging in the air. Uh, I would try it once. <laughs> Once. All right. So uh, in, in case you're not watching the video version, uh, if you have ever uh, been on the Harry Potter ride, uh, uh, Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey at the Universal theme parks, uh, you know, the Kuka Robo arm, which is big industrial robotic arm that's got uh, a bunch of roller coaster seats uh, stuck on the end of it. They can turn you and spin you and flip you in any, in any direction. Um, well, this one is mounted on the topmost deck of this uh, new MSC ship, uh, and you get to pick, uh, you get to choose your fate. Uh, <laughs> you get to, uh, customizable, um, you can pick your thrill level. So if you just want to take a gentle swing around and have a nice view, you can do that. You want to get spun 360 degrees upside down and shaken like a ragdoll, you can do that. Um, you can pick your music preference. There's uh, Right now, they've got volume one uh, with 20 different popular songs and five hidden bonus tracks, which sounds a lot like uh, Rip Ride Rocket right. over at Universal to me. Um, and uh, you and two of your friends can go flying uh, almost 175 feet above the ocean um, for everyone down on the pool deck to see. Ooh, I, I don't want them to watch me do this. <laughs> Uh, this is this is definitely one that I've got. To, it, it actually reminds me a lot of um, at Legoland in California years ago. They had a 
I believe it was called Knight's Tournament uh, before um, the Harry Potter ride was even mm -hmm. built. Uh, it was the first Kuka Robo Coaster experience I had. And uh, yeah, I remember that really shook me up good. So uh, and that was on on solid ground. So doing this on the top of a, a moving ocean liner, uh, that's that's pretty amazing. Um, if you want to try this out for yourself, uh, they they just, uh, as I said, christened this ship in New York. It's coming down to Miami. Uh, and uh, for its inaugural season, it's doing the Eastern Caribbean and uh, the Western Caribbean. Uh, and they both visit uh, MSC's private island, Ocean K, which I, I'm sorry, Ocean Key. Always get that wrong. Um, which is personally one of my favorite uh, private islands uh, in the Caribbean. Um, big thumbs up for me. Uh, if you are interested, head on over to msccruiseusa.com for more information. Oh, and I'm sorry, before I move on, uh, I'm... Of course, uh, better reference, Magic City Mayhem, Some of All Thrills at Epcot, duh. Yes. If you it. remembered Some of All Thrills from Epcot, this is, I mean, without the roller coaster building portion, uh, but you still, uh, it, it's, it, that's exactly what it is. Thank you. But like, inventions. Next level, because that next, I felt very yeah, safe level. in Some of All Thrills. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure this is perfectly safe. Yes. <laughs> well, uh, Let's hop on over to Universal, where uh, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter is now home to a new collection of wands. Uh, if you liked the old uh, wands that were loosely based on the Celtic Zodiac, um, you uh, maybe you collected all 13 of those. Well, now it's time to start over because there are 16 all new interactive wands including one wand exclusive to each of the four destinations. So if you want uh, them all, you're going to have to start racking up those frequent flyer miles and heading out to Orlando, so cool. yes. Hollywood, Japan, and Beijing. Yes. Brilliant. A wand collector, but I would even be tempted to do that. Brilliant. <laughs> all right. So, uh, if, I mean, in, in case you've been hiding under a whomping willow all these years, um, the uh, Harry Potter uh, theme park lands uh, at the various Universal parks uh, all have these interactive windows that are activated by interactive wands. Uh, the, the wands are very clever. Um, they are, of course, uh, they run on the uh, a core of a magical substance. Mm -hmm. uh, but in reality, they don't have any batteries or electricity. They just have a little infrared reflective dot at the tip that is sensed by an Xbox Connect camera. Uh, and uh, uh, it is magically activated uh, if you swish and flick in just the right pattern for the camera to see. Uh, it's fun to watch people try. <laughs> so these new ones are the exact same technology, so all of your old ones will continue to work. Um, but what these ones do come with is a whole new lore. Um, the uh, you know the the folks who play the wand keepers at the Ollivander shops are given these extensive trainings on the histories of each of these wands, uh, and they can talk to you about them uh, as they do the shows. Um, but that information has always kind of been a little secret. Uh, now each of these wands includes uh, a little uh, piece of wand lore, um, so you can take home and read about uh, the magical properties of your personal wand. 
You know, it's interesting. I wonder if when you're doing Ollivanders, if they're going to be pushing the new wands. Well, uh, my understanding is that the old, um, the old wands, uh, the old collection is phased out. And okay. so that now when you go to see the wand show, uh, when the wand chooses its owner, mm -hmm. um, these are the new wands that they are doing with, um, uh, I'm, I'm friends with some wand keepers and from <laughs> social media, I know that they have been training really, really hard. It's a huge amount of stuff to memorize. I mean, it's, right. it's, it's, it's like, you know, and, and the, the way these are written, it's almost like Shakespearean, uh, you Ooh, know, the... these are incredible ad lib actors. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. They're, they're great. And to be able to like look at a guest and sort of interpret like which of these wands, you know, you think will, will, will match up with them. Just, you know, it's, it's a little bit of mind reading. It's a little bit of uh, theater. Uh, it's great. Um, so, uh, there are different combinations, um, and each combination is unique um at all the locations um they have uh this set of uh 12 wands uh and their combinations like an aspen with unicorn hair or an elm with phoenix feather or maple with unicorn hair uh, but then each of the four theme parks has a unique one uh, the one unique to Universal, which I will probably be able to get, is the Larch with Phoenix Feather. Um, but uh, maybe out when I'm out in Hollywood, I could pick up a Walnut and Dragon Heartstring. I don't know. I want to go to Beijing. <laughs> yeah, you will come back with a Red Oak and yeah. Unicorn Hair. Uh, and if you swing by Japan on, on your way home, you can get a Cherry and Unicorn Hair Wand. You know, I've, I've never collected wands, but honestly, when I hear something about location exclusive things, I need it. Mm -hmm. So these are these are the wands that are, uh, like I said, exclusive to Ollivanders. There are other locations uh, within the Wizarding Worlds where you can pick up wands, uh, and those generally have. Um, recreations of character wands as seen in the movies mm -hmm. um but this when you go to the olivander shop um and uh you know a wand picks its owner uh, i believe these are the ones uh, that they are now going to be using so and maybe if you've got one of uh the old ones they will become even more valuable yes this is very cool um, all right, so uh, Universal Orlando or uh, Universal Studios Hollywood or um, just uh, Google away for Universal for more information. And if you can't make it directly to the park, um, I know that uh, in the past, many of the ones have been available on Universal's website for uh, shipping to home. So hopefully these will become available as well. All right, uh, let us head uh, to the other side of the world to SeaWorld, but not any of the SeaWorlds we normally talk about, SeaWorld in Australia. Uh, that is Sea Space World instead of SeaWorld All One World. <laughs> well, they have launched a new section called New Atlantis with a brand new roller coaster, Leviathan. Um, and uh, it has officially opened but I'm not sure it's actually open. Uh, we'll get to that in just a second. Uh, first, yes. good news. <laughs> um, uh, Leviathan uh, is uh, a new wooden roller coaster that takes guests up to almost 50 miles an hour. Um, and two of the guests get to ride rear-facing seats, uh, basically uh, like sitting in the trunk in your parents' station wagon <laughs> back in the 70s, looking out the rear window. Um, 
105 feet tall, 2,982 2, feet of track. Uh, and uh, it is the first, uh, I believe, the first wooden roller coaster built in the continent of Australia in quite a while. Um, it had its official debut um, along with uh, two other attractions that are in New Atlantis, uh, this new land uh, at the SeaWorld Park, uh, the Vortex, a swing attraction, and uh, the Trident, which is a spinning attraction. Uh, but here's the bad news. I got sent a, uh, a news article from uh, news.com.au, Australian News. Uh, folks over there are not happy uh, because it looks like all three of the new rides were closed over the weekend um, with an, quote, outcry from angry visitors last week. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, uh, doesn't doesn't sound like um, it looks like the Trident officially opened on the 7th and was closed by the 11th. Um, the Vortex was closed for maintenance. Uh, but sounds like they got that back open. But uh, as of this writing, the Leviathan uh, remains closed and they are continuing to fine tune and program the ride's theming and technical elements. Oh, no. uh, they, they say yeah. that there was no safety concern, um, but that uh, their brand new open ride, at least uh, as of this article, not uh updated 13 year hours ago still mm -hmm. not uh open quite yet yikes that does not sound good we'll let them uh iron it out before we uh, yeah yeah so um good luck uh to SeaWorld in australia no relation to SeaWorld in orlando or the united states um uh if you are interested in uh checking them out uh hopefully you can uh give a call to meitravel.com uh, they can arrange your trip, and by the time you get uh, down under, they will have uh, gotten it all straightened out. All right. Um, next up, the last piece of news in the queue. Uh, I, I think we might have skipped over this when we talked about uh, what you've been doing. Uh, did you get a chance to do this one? I did both of them. The escape room. Yep has finally opened at Universal Orlando, the Universal Greatest Movie Escape at CityWalk, replacing The Groove, RIP The Groove. Uh, it's open, and we have a unbiased, spoiler-free re review uh, on the attractionsmagazine.com website uh, from our contributor, Andy Haynes. Uh, but I want to hear your unbiased, spoiler-free review. Yes, I had such a fun day. I did both of them, Back to the Future at a time, and then Jurassic World. First off, it's not an escape game in the traditional sense. There isn't that sense of urgency to really finish a puzzle. This is super high tech. They are watching you as you do the puzzles, and based on how there are multiple games in each room, each um, different room, I guess we'll call them escape rooms because that's what they're calling them. They each have eight scenes. The scenes, they could change the games and the difficulty based on how they're watching you do. So this is like a highly advanced level. I would say it's more an immersive experience that's progressive. So you're not necessarily escaping. You're progressing the storyline through each scene. So it's um, more of like a, 
a walkthrough interactive attraction rather yeah. than a, a a challenge or a, a competition or a right which i loved because it mm. just really felt like you were thrown in the storyline uh batch and they can also have multiple groups go in so basically they said about every 15 minutes a new group will enter that and the way they could see it is obviously they're monitoring it really closely so mm -hmm. you're not going to get like held in a room because the group in front of you didn't finish it they can adjust it as you're going so they i, they, I assume they've got like hidden cameras and yep. they can mm -hmm. uh can they talk to you or it, there's not a, a person no. in the room with you there's not a person in the room with you there's no like guide which you know sometimes mm -hmm. escape rooms have those the story is there is a narrator on a video screen that coaches okay. you through things but obviously this is like pre-recorded uh we started with back to the future loved it if you are a fan of the film franchise you are stepping into iconic scenes from it it was so fun i felt that was left the least traditional escape room of both you know you're go you're invested in a i love the storyline that mm -hmm. was my favorite storyline uh but it's not as much of the puzzles like in traditional escape rooms jurassic i felt was closer to a traditional escape room so maybe if you are like an escape room person which one would you pick i would probably say jurassic just because mm. that's more traditional they're like two specific scenes that were very similar to uh like other escape rooms that i've done the sets in there were incredible there was that sense of urgency because you had some really like high pressure situations because you didn't want to get attacked by a bunch of dinosaurs <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I would prefer not to be torn apart by velociraptors. Just right. So I feel like it's really, if, if do both if you can, but I really, it just depends on your preference. If you want to just like, if you love back to the future and want to go through those scenes, do it. If you love Jurassic and maybe more of a traditionalist when it comes to escape rooms, do that one. But I had so much fun. Uh, it's fun to like be in a group of people. I feel like you could do this. Back to the Future may be easier with people you don't know. Jurassic mm. World, there was a lot of like team effort mm. activities and I knew almost everyone in my group. So I feel like we worked well together because we knew already each other's strengths or you just, you're more comfortable with someone so you could yell at them. Or just, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and, and I imagine that when there are dinosaurs about to break into the room that there is yelling involved, you know. Oh, hard, hard to stay <laughs> calm in that kind of situation. Yes, uh, I love, I love both. No, of them. Also, it's sounds really like um, Back to the Future might be a little more family friendly if you are kid, if you have kids who are freaked out by. by uh, <laughs> I feel dinos. like if you have kids, that might be the one to do. Mm -hmm. uh, again, they adjust the difficulty level, so I think maybe they saw in Jurassic that we were working really well together. And maybe that's why some of them cranked up the, uh, the harder. Yes, because it's not like you go in and you're like, hey, Universal, give me difficulty hard. You know, mm. they're watching you. So this is like next level. I mean, you're on immersive sets. It's really cool. This would be a really fun group activity. Um, yeah, I I mean, I love it. I wanted to go again yesterday. So and I'm not like an escape room person. So well, next time you're here. Uh, call me yes, and we'll do it together. Do it. Yeah. I, I, need and, um, a, I need a partner. If you, uh, 
so it takes I, I believe up to eight people um yeah. but they will mix and match if you if you don't want to buy out a full room i think they talked about three hundred dollars to buy out the full room which is not bad if you're going to do not unreasonable with eight people uh no. but, yeah. but if you're just a solo person i think it's uh starts about 50 bucks right and and they'll pair you up with a group right definitely so they'll they'll pair you up uh also have to know you don't have to purchase admission to one of the escape rooms to go into the building oh. and you should go into the building it is really cool it's two levels it's like an old-timey movie theater and they have what my favorite part was old posters from universal in uh hollywood oh. like really old movie posters and there are two bars one on the bottom floor one on the top floor you with tell. exclusive cocktails themed to the different rooms and then also there's an outdoor patio so if you're thinking about you know dipping your toe just go in and look in here because there's props and costumes on display they really i they did an amazing job with it it's that an experience sounds... i'm gonna call it an attraction because do you have do you have a cocktail recommendation yes i have the silent error which is my recommendation oh. it is a espresso martini with a dash of pistachio syrup Ooh. and it was ooh, so good so 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 good and yeah. on top of the foam they spray in this little mold thing and it makes the universal great movie escape logo on top that's amazing yes. all right i gotta i gotta order one of those yes so just go and check it out uh it was so fun i feel like it's gonna bring new life to city walk i love seeing these new activities come in there so I loved it. I'm going to do it again for all sure. Right. Now all we need to do is get them to keep the uh, red, the green and red coconut club open all the time. <laughs> really bring City Walk back to life. All right. Well, that sounds fantastic. Uh, if you want to book this for yourself, head on over to universalorlando.com. And before we wrap up this week with our main attraction, I think it is time for us to hear a quick word from our sponsor. The Attractions Podcast is brought to you by MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. Whether your next vacation is a magical trip to the theme parks, an exciting adventure to the pyramids of Egypt, or just a relaxing cruise on the turquoise waters of the Bahamas, MEI Travel provides premium service and expert advice to help you get the most of your vacation. They are always free of any hidden fees or costs to you. Visit them at mei-travel.com. It's time for the main attraction. All right. Here it is. Finally, from Universal, uh, the biggest surprise announcement or the worst kept secret, if you follow Alicia Stella's uh, Orlando Park Stop. Uh, Minion Land featuring Villain Con, Minion Blast Attraction, and Minion Cafe are coming in summer of 2023 to Universal Orlando. Uh, we, we said goodbye to Shrek 4D and the Universal Classic Monsters Cafe uh, not so long ago. Uh, and now we finally have official confirmation of uh, what has been uh, rumored and dissected on the internet for quite a while. It is going to be an attraction based on Illumination's minions, uh, specifically the villain con scenes. Uh, and it is going to be uh, not a walkthrough, not a ride through, but a 
glide through attraction uh if you've ever been jealous of the um luggage uh on the baggage carousel at the airport you're gonna get to see what it feels like yes no that's what i was thinking it's like if you've ever been in those long airport walkways where you like, mm -hmm. you can either walk this or stand on a moving belt you're gonna mm -hmm. be standing on a moving belt and when i read that i was like wait what i think this could be really cool this is i'm curious to see like is this because they said in the press release family friendly all ages i'm wondering like if you have a baby like would you be able to go and stand on it since you're not really in a ride vehicle that was one thing they didn't really go into details yeah yet my understanding is this is a uh, moving walkway system uh that is been used in uh aquariums and and uh other places where uh it is just as safe as any other moving walkway um you know so you yes you can hand it hold an infant or you know have someone in a, a wheelchair or whatever but it doesn't just go straight it can go around corners uh and that's what basically lets it follow a dark ride track without needing a dark ride vehicle mm -hmm. um uh, you're gonna get a blaster uh hence yeah. the ride's name uh i'm sorry the attraction's name minion blast um and you're gonna get it's gonna be um you know, probably not that dissimilar to uh, Men in Black, um, but it's going to be using screen technology uh, and projection mapping on physical sets. Um, so combination of a video game and a shooting gallery. I'm so excited because Men in Black is one of my favorites. And then also when Universal combines projections with physical set pieces like mm -hmm. Secret Life of Pets at Hollywood, exactly oh good so if it is i i'm envisioning it to be that sort of level and instead of just sitting in you know like a pizza box at the garbage at secret life of pets you're going to be moving around and playing i mean yeah. they're gonna i feel like this is going to be great so uh this there, there we have a little bit of the storyline um you are going to villain con which is of course the biggest criminal convention on the planet which happens in orlando where else <laughs> uh and you are going to be taking place in a taking part in a competition to see if you've got what it takes to become the newest member of the Vicious Six, uh, the uh, legion of supervillains that were featured in the Minions Rise of Gru. Um, so yeah, uh, motion, uh, um, sorry, uh, interactive uh, blaster, motion-based pathway, uh, projection mapping, um, physical environments, uh, screens, uh, basically the kitchen sink thrown in. Um, and uh, the interesting thing I think is that this isn't even taking up the entire Shrek 4D building. They've uh, left room in the venue so that they can still do haunted houses uh, for Halloween Horror Nights uh, without uh, having to shut this attraction down. Yeah, that's, that's gonna be really interesting. Uh, I'm assuming the blaster is gonna be cordless? Right. I mean, it would, yes, it would have to be. Okay. It would, yeah, it would it would have to be a, a wireless. So uh, I'm sure it's going to have some sort of tag on it to make sure people don't sneak out with it as a souvenir. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm super or perhaps curious. I mean, perhaps there'll be a handrail and it would be corded and attached to a handrail. That's, that could be possible, too. Yeah. That's um, I, I will have to wait for Alicia uh, to dig into the patent some more, maybe, yes. and uh, and find out for us. Uh, and, and what I'm most excited about, Minion Cafe, one of my favorite quick service places from Universal Studios Hollywood, mm -hmm. is coming to Orlando. Their food is 
great. I feel like it'll be, and we need a little bit more quick service options at Orlando, mm -hmm. especially in Universal Studios, Florida. I hope they bring their uh, banana barbecue sauce with them when they make the leap across the country. <laughs> oh, I hope so. Those. Yeah, that is that is definitely their signature. Um, I was sad to see the Classic Monsters go, but uh, we know that there is Classic Monsters restaurants yep. coming to the new land at Epic Universe, so that's a fair trade. Um, and uh, this also, uh, you know, this is not just new attraction, a new restaurant. Um, we are rechristening uh, what was uh, Production Central. I don't know if all of Production Central will be mm -hmm. rechristened because that also includes uh, Music Plaza and um, Transformers and um, Hollywood Rip Ride Rocket. Uh, so maybe this will just be split off. But the new area is going to now be known as Minion Land on Illumination Avenue. Um, so we'll have to see what other Illumination characters uh, come to life in this Illumination oh, Avenue. Yes. And so with that change, that means the existing Minion attraction will be part of Minion Land now. Yes. So. Uh, yes. So we yes, we've got a Minion Land. And, uh, you know, we'll have to see exactly how far this Illumination Avenue extends. There's been a lot of work going on at the Hello Kitty store, which is attached to the Betty Boop store, which is attached to this new attraction. Uh, and I would not be shocked to see a retheming of that, maybe, to uh, go together with this right. new Illumination Avenue. Yeah. Um, and it's all coming next summer. So this All coming in summer of 2023. Okay. Uh, shocking that Universal is actually acknowledging something, you know, months in advance. Usually they wait until the week before opening before they admit they've even built anything. Right. So it's a nice <laughs> and change. It was, it was interesting timing for sure because it was opening of the movie Escape that they announced this. So that, yep. was, that was interesting. <laughs> yep. Um, well, I think that just about brings us. Oop, remove. That brings us to the end. But before we go, we want to thank our sponsors, MEI and Mouse Fan Travel, once again. And I want to remind everyone to please give us a review on Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating on Spotify. If you want to find more coverage from us in Attractions Magazine on the interwebs, you can find me at the UG Series on Twitter, at the Unofficial Guides on Instagram, and at theunofficialguides.com. Carly, where can everyone find you? Yes, I am on Twitter at Carly Caramana and Instagram at Adventures by Carly. And the entire Attractions Magazine team is there for you every day at AttractionsMagazine.com, at Attractions on Twitter, at Attractions Magazine on Instagram, at YouTube.com slash Attractions Magazine, and at Attractions on TikTok. And until next week, we hope that you folks stay safe, try something new, but most importantly, have fun. We'll see you again next time. Bye. Bye.